Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tribes Martial Arts Radio. I'm your host, Sifu Wilson, along with my co-host, Paul Richard Carter. Again, I'm Sifu Wilson, owner and head instructor of Wilson Martin Tribes Martial Arts Academy, 3129 USI 30, Suite B in Mesquite, Texas, 75150, and the phone number here is 214-498-0976, or you can email me at flh2ow at aol.com. All right, before we get started, we have three ringside rules I'd like to give you. Rule one, we're a PG-13 show with a variety of listeners, so please watch your verbiage. Rule two, respect the ideas and comments of others. We're simply sharing information. And rule three, we respect all martial arts. We're one family. All right, I'm kind of excited today. I got a, my co-host, Paul Rich, back in here with me. He hadn't been with me for a minute. Uh, if you stay with us, you know I usually run with Brian Duncan. So, um, Rich, we got you in here, man. Tell the people a little about yourself and just what you've been up to. Hey, well, uh, again, thanks, Will, because uh, I'm excited to be back here so that, uh, you know, we can go ahead and speak on these few topics. You know, as far as it goes for myself, uh, I happen to be a uh, instructor in the sea lot arts. I don't know if everyone knows the sea lot arts out there, but uh, it's one of the arts that uh, I've been around for a long time, and people right now are beginning to get exposed to a lot of the different lineages and the styles, the, the unique type of throws. It's an excellent art um, for practitioners, but I know we have a lot to do our, our conversation, a lot of places to go uh, this uh, this evening with the MMA. And although, you know, Sila can flow into the MMA with its different flow locks and techniques that evolve with it, right now we got some real ground pounders with uh, the Nagara fight that's coming up and, uh, you know, different uh, uh, martial artists that we go, you know, some people uh, are, are thinking about coming back. I heard you have some information about some people who are coming back. So let's go ahead and then uh, see uh, what we have on this agenda uh, fight as far as MMA goes tonight. All right, well, before we get into that, I got to talk about my cut man who's working behind the door, though. I mean, we got Rowdy Rodney back there. Rod, you want to say something to the folks? He may be able to be with us. I'm sure he's going to say something, but you know how those cut guys Did he duck out? Did he duck out? Cut guys here. Cut guys here. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. Wait a minute. What happened? We, we thought you turned your back on some red. No, the cut man is here. The cut man is here. Well, uh, again, thank you guys for allowing me to be the cut man again. Uh, welcome everyone to our program. If you're listening to us right now, you can definitely get involved. Give us a call three two three nine two seven two nine zero six or follow us online at Tribes MA Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, y'all. Well, I got a couple topics I want to get into tonight. I don't know what y'all want to talk about. Rich jumped around and talked about the Nagara Nelson fight that's coming up. Uh, you know, that's going to be something. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
Well, Rich, what do you think? Well, you know, what I've been hearing about Nagara, you know, is that uh, uh, he, he's got the advantage over the ground versus um, his, his standing upright positions. Uh, my, my question is, with the talented uh, fighter that he's got to, to meet, is his ground game going to be enough? Bruh, he's fighting Big Roy Nelson, okay? Big, big Roy bring a he bring a ground and pound. You hear me? That's right. He That's bring right. a ground and pound. He, he and usually if it go down, it's because he put you down. You know he's got enough. He surprised a lot of people, and they play with him over his weight. And on, on, even on that fact, he's lost some weight. But um, he he he's definitely a brawler. And the Gore is no punk. You know he comes from way back. Him and his brothers, um, you know, or um, you know, good at the ground game. You know they trained Anderson Silva also. So, uh, they, you know, he, he's got good background and lineage. But um, I don't know. You know, I'm looking at them. Nagura hasn't really been up there a lot anymore as far as winning fights and stuff. And, and Roy's been on the up more than the down. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm skeptical, but I'm kind of looking at Roy. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of looking at Roy to take this. Okay, it sounds like you're looking at Roy, you know. But like, like I'm gonna say again, you know, I'm I'm from the back back in the days where that if it does go to the ground, and even if that uh, a good uh, jiu-jitsu one, he hasn't uh, you know been up and winning, but that's because maybe he hasn't been standing on the ground. If he can meet Roy while he's standing up, and there's so somewhere in there, get to him, get inside of him, get him on the ground, then maybe he's going to be able to have the advantage. There, I still see the advantage when he does get to the, the ground to be able to ride him out, ride through that pounding, because it takes a lot away from uh, your strength. You're in the wrong position for your pounding when you're on the ground. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Sure, it, just as a as a cup man, as a fan, just sitting back and watching you guys practice the art. Of course, you know more about it than than I do. But you know, aren't these guys pretty old? I mean, I mean, I say old as a, I mean, they're not like in the seventies and eighties. But I mean, they're both pushing forty. I mean, they're playing the they're playing they're playing in the pack when the fight is off. Roddy just busts down. On. No, actually, Rod, you're you're right. I mean, um. Especially as far as Nagura, you know, I mean, um, they're, they're older fighters. You know, they they've been up there. They're seasoned guys. I mean, and you know, honestly, does Nagura still bring a good ticket? I don't know. I mean, you know, just off the name, I don't know. Big Roy, you know, he, he he'll surprise you. That that sells a ticket. You know, he he's still there to me. But um, I don't know. Like I said, it's questionable, and, and that that's why I went with Roy. I don't yeah, know. Well, I we're going to find out this week. What is that? That's, that's the 11th, right? That's the bottom line. We're going to find out. Rich said we're going to find out. Like, Rich got upset with me, man. He said we're going to find out, man. Okay. Okay. I didn't mean it like that, buddy, but okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, check this out. Well, it looks, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say. I mean, I, I think I think they're pretty evenly uh, matched. I don't know a, a lot about Nelson, uh, other than the mm-hmm. fact they call him Big Country, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it seems like Laguerre is just a more seasoned guy, you know. He's fought well, more. Well, I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I guess I mean I didn't mean to cut into you like that, but I was like, you know, you know why they call him Big Country because he throw haymakers, huh? 
Well, it had to be something. I'm, I'm sure it was. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No disrespect for, uh, for Roy. I mean, because, I mean, he's putting his time and he can, you know, step for step. Uh, he, he's, you know, his skill level as far as keeping somebody up and out in the, in the middle of the ring, he knows what he's doing. So he's going to be able to slip uh, when he needs to and go ahead and get his, his, his punches off. But uh, I'm just saying. At that point, you know, Nagara has that opportunity so that if it does slip, go to the ground, or if he really gets into him and it goes to the ground, that may be where his advantage is. Well, I don't know. I hear what you said, but to me, you know, it's advantage all the way around. I mean, you got advantage to get hit in the jaw, you got advantage to get shot on. So, you know, it's, 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 whoever, it's whoever get in there to me. But uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. Like I said, Nelson. I don't know. Well, if we got any callers on the line, what they can do is they they can give us their insight on you know what they think about Big Country because he's been out there and he's uh you know he he may be a little bit older but he's definitely uh skilled enough to handle his own in the middle of that ring. Well, he's older, okay. but he ain't he ain't that old. He's not he's, he's not like I said, Nagara to me would be I think he's a little older than him. But, uh, yeah, if uh, you got a comment on out there and you're listening to us, hey, call in, pop in here and tell us what you think about it. You know, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Hey, we still got that. What about that Wanda Silva uh, Chell Sonny fight? You know, that was going to be a big thing. Uh, that was supposed to have been May 31st, you know, in Brazil. Uh, and they've changed yeah. it around now, and, and they've targeted Vegas? it for a pay-per-view main event yeah, in Vegas uh, for July 15th. That's right. So uh, that's going to be something. You know <laughs> It ain't no love there. You know, whoever chill get with it, it ain't no love lost. Because he going to get in, he going to talk his stuff. You know, he, he going to sell his fight. He going to talk yeah. about you, your dog, how your house looks, how your bed got made up. He, he going to talk about it all. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we we'll look forward to that one. That's going to be a big one. So long as there's no injuries or anything like that for any disadvantages, uh, that's going to be a big pay-per-view. And uh, it's coming up here shortly. Well, you guys are getting a lot of reaction on Twitter about the uh, UFC Fight Night 39. I, if I could take a poll uh, from what everyone's saying, that they're saying that they're picking uh, Nogueira to win. So They're picking Nogueira to win? Oh, they shot me down. Yeah, I won't win won Big Roy. They win Nogueira. But you know, I'm not going to lie. I like, you know, it's just hard for me. I like Nogueira because he, you know, he was my boy Anderson Silva, and I got love for that. But when I just think about the last fights I've seen, and that's just what I'm kind of going on. Um, but, you know, when I pick, I really don't care. I mean, it, you know, I, I, I like the fight, and, you know, good luck to them both. You know, whoever wins, wins all the fun. But uh, I don't know. Just in watching, I think Roy got a little more. But we'll see. But, you know, we're we going to see. We're going to see. Mm. That's definitely okay. going to be a good fight to watch. Okay. With some good skills. You know, we, we, there. But what I'm in, I want to make sure, you know, we still got the middleweight fight. It's going to be between, you know, Chris Weidman and Leona Machida. That's still around. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff happening out here. And, you know, they're talking about Anderson Silver coming back, uh, you know, a little sooner wow. than they think. You know, wow. they're talking about getting some fight hours in, too. You know, yeah, but he can't, together, he can't so. come back that quick. I mean, let's be honest, guys. He, he can't come back that quick. You know, I don't know. Actually, you know, honestly, I thought it would have been at least a year. 
you know, yeah. to settle in real good. I mean, to let the leg heal good and then shake the butterflies off, get in, you know, and, and get some good training under you, do a little, you know, a couple of small fights and just get the feel of everything, you know, and, you know, before you get back in. Because I'm wondering if he's going to be gun-shy with that leg. I really am. Because, you know, once you heard something like that, it's, it's just so devastating that you, you kind of baby it sometimes without even knowing it. So I think he needs to get something behind him, you know, so he can get used to, you know, playing with that leg again. So that's my take on that. I don't think he's ready to come back. They do say the spider could return. I think he needs at least a year off. At least a year off. Is that Rich coming through? Yeah. No, no, no. I I was saying, yeah, the spider, you know, he said he would be back. And, you know, it, it, it. it pays a lot of, you have to pay a lot of cost for the mental side of when you do have that damaged uh, limb. You start, um, you know, like you were saying, baby in it, that type of thing. And uh, what it can do is cause more hurt. Those, uh, one of the things that we probably should bring up are some of the, the common uh, injuries that uh, some of our fighters are having in the MMA. And, you know, how some of the best ones that are coming back from them are getting them resolved at this time to, to be able to face that, some of the comeback type of trouble. But we'll talk about that another time, huh? No, but we do, we do have a segment on that that we will talk about later because it talks about concussions and, and how many hits that UFC fighters really take to the head. And actually they're talking about more than boxers do. And, and you know how they talk about boxers getting punched drunk and stuff all the time. But like I said, I don't want to get off on that real deep right now. Uh, that's another segment that we have that will be coming up. But, uh, you know, Melvin Gillard, you know, he got he got let go from the UFC, and he's turned around and signed with the WSOF, which is the World Series of Fighting. So, uh, you know, we're going to see what he did over there. You know, he did a lot of things in the UFC, and, you know, when you get down where you're not winning those fights, you know, they'll get you out of there. So, you know, Mel had a good run over there, and I still thought he was a good fighter, but, you know, he got where he fell off a little bit. But let's see, like I said, you know, he's over at WSOF now. You know, we'll see what we can do. He'd be like some other guys, like the guys that left him with the Bellator. You know, they're doing good over there. Speaking of leaving, you know, Jake Shields also got cut from the UFC. And really, where does he go next? Will he do Bellator or will he do, you know, WSOF also? So mm. we got a lot of things out here happening. We got a lot of stuff, you know, to start falling back on now. You know, with everything everybody was going through with the UFC and not getting paid the way they wanted to or going through stuff with Dana. And by them, you know, kind of soaking up, you know, all the other little entities that were out there, the strike forces and all that. You know, they left nowhere for these guys to go. And then, you know, we've got the Bellators out here now and, like I said, the WSOF. So they got some alternates now to do. And these things are building. And will they build the new fighters and, you know, take away from the UFC? Because right now, actually, you know, the UFC, they just have a few good cards out there. Everybody else is up and coming, you know. So it, it can be a race for that. You know, I mean, it's got the point. Nick, Nick Diaz wants to come back out of retirement, but he said he wants to fight Johnny Hendricks. And that's, he's not going to walk out of retirement and fight Johnny Hendricks. But on that note, do you think Tyrone Woodley should get that next shot at Johnny Hendricks? So, you know, uh, Ty know, Tyrone, you know, he, he did a good fight. Um, you know, his, his last fight out, you know, we, we didn't think that uh, he, we thought he was going to get edged out. And, and he, he totally surprised us. He totally surprised us, so. We're going to see it now. I'm sorry, Rich, you went to say something. No, I kind no, of I'm rolled just thinking, over you. you know, all of that's going to be good for the sports, you know, fighters coming back and, and getting with, you know, that they haven't, that they still have it. It's it's a hard thing to come back, you know, and, and that's one of the things. When 
is enough enough? Like we were talking about uh, Machida, that uh, he's he's got this fight coming up, but a good fight for uh, Silver would be that uh, to take on you know somebody of that skill and talent and, and get his championship back from him. If he does go ahead and get prepared um, to to fight at this level again, you know, uh, Machida he can do that. Um, that would be excellent for the sport to have those two get back and be able to mix it up and, um, you know, have Spider on his game at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's something to think about. That's something to think about. And still, um, on mentioning before about Taiwan, uh, Tyron Woodley fighting Johnny Hendricks, uh, there's still a possibility it's kind of in the wind back there about George St. Pierre coming back. Huh. If he come back, will they give him the first shot? You know, um, we don't know. You know, some people say, well, hey, he doesn't deserve it because he's been out. But some people say, hey, he was, you know, he was a champ, you know, so he, he should go back. But, uh, you know, actually, I'd like to see him come back. I'd like to see him come in stronger and, and put up a good fight. And whether he beats Johnny or not, I just want to see a good fight, a uh, respectful fight. But uh, I think he wasn't all there too much the last time. And I think he got surprised a little bit, a lot of the last time. I'm not going to say a little bit. He got surprised a lot. But, um, you know, you, you know who, who knows? And then staying on that comeback trail, Gina, Gina, Gina Carana. Gina's oh, talking about coming back out, the first face of MMA. Talking about coming back out of retirement. Doesn't it get to a point when you can't just, the, uh, taking the step back into the ring is really taking a step backwards. I mean, when you've accomplished as much as he's accomplished outside of the ring, I mean, I, I think that, you know, her legacy would be better if she doesn't have to fight again. That's just my opinion. Well, you know, it's like when you're a fighter, you got fighter's blood in you, and that's what you feel. And, you know, you can get out and still do a lot of different things. We can still get out and do a lot of different things. But but that natural love is still going to be there. And even she made a statement that she wondered if there was ever a chance or some way that she would be able to get back into the fight game. So, uh, you know, she she said she's always loved the fight. And, and like I said, and wondered how or if she'd ever be able to get back again. So, uh, you know, she never fought in the UFC before, but, you know, when Zufa, LLC, which is the parent company, bought Strike Force, uh, bought them out, and uh, they inherited uh, Gina's contract. So I think she still has, like, four fights left on that contract. Mm. And Rhonda said there's exceptions that she would make for Gina she wouldn't do for anyone else. Right, right. So... So I don't know. I got to give y'all a pause and give you a comment. But see, you had nothing to say it for me. But on <laughs> on this note, check this out. <laughs> see, but once Rhonda said that she would go up and wait to fight Gina, okay? Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't she do the same thing for Chris Cyborg instead of Chris Cyborg coming down to her weight? So does that make you know what, like Rhonda's? Was that avoiding it? I, to, she dodging it. To be thing? honest, though, but to be honest, well, though, I, I mean, if, if she if she's willing to go up weight to fight Gina, 
then mm-hmm. I, I think, and not go away to fight Cyborg, I think after what she saw in Cyborg's last fight, she may have changed her opinion about going up the way to fight him. Because I think I think once I saw her fight, this last fight, and get dominated, I think Ronda has a chance to beat either one of them. And then, of course, beating Gina, being a name like that, is going to be a bigger step for her anyway. Well, 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 well like we said, does it seem like she's scared because she did because she wouldn't go up and wait? But now, as you were kind of creeping into, it may not matter because yeah. the undoneable has been done. Chris Cyborg loses to Jury Vars. Okay, in line fight 14, this new welterweight mm-hmm. champ. Now, this was a Muay Thai fight, and this was in line fight 14, so it wasn't in the UFC, it wasn't in Victor, thing like that, so it might not count against her. But uh, in this fight, if you've ever seen Cyborg fight, she's usually dominant. Uh, I mean, she steps in and goes right to work. You know, she's a headhunter. She's going for business. This fight was totally the opposite of that. Um, uh, Jory, who's a lot taller, a lot longer, uh, she kept her reach out uh, on Cyborg and hit her with a number of shots that you used to see Cyborg throw, but she mm-hmm. was all over her. And uh, Cyborg just couldn't get the fight to the ground. Uh, you know, she was forced to bang it out on the stand-up game with a bigger uh, and more skilled opponent. And that's really what it, you know, got down to. You know, she she just got to where she was kind of like outclassed. She really was. And and, and that that's funny to say because you know, you've never really seen her in that position. I never have. And I was shocked when I saw the actual fight and saw how dominated, how she was dominated for the entire yep, fight. I mean, yep. everything she would throw, there was a counter throw, a counter punch, a counter kick. I mean, she hit her with some real good I shots. Mean, she, 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 she wore her. She really did. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Barris was, was on top of her game, man. I mean, I mean, everything. Everything. I mean, there was there was there was no doubt. But you know, in the scoring, though, I mean, you know, the scores were well. I guess they were pretty much the same. I was gonna say they weren't too far off, but but they they were pretty much the same. I mean, Judge One had him forty nine, forty five for Barris. The other one had it forty eight, forty five Barris, and the other one had it forty nine, forty four. So you know, it was. Unanimous, you know. So, uh, you know, where, but where does Cyborg, you know, still, what does she do? You know, where does she go from here now? You know, cause is there still a chance for her to go to fight Zena? You know, does she go back to Invictiga, you know, or, and still maybe try again, like I said, to get to the UFC? You know, but, you know, she didn't, in, in all due respect, she didn't look like herself to me. Huh. She didn't. And you said you saw that fight, Rodney. So, I mean, yourself, what do you think about as far as the way she looked? You know what? I I, I didn't think she looked like herself. I thought that she looked slow. Um, she looked like maybe she lost a lot of weight trying to make her fight. Um, she just didn't look like – she didn't look as a dominant individual that you would think is, is going to come out there and do something. You know, that's, that, that's what really kind of – Shocked me, number one, and it, and, and it just didn't look like she was into the fight. Like she was just a 
a step slower and not really able to keep up the speed with her. And the girl that she fought, you know, all credit to her. She she had an excellent game plan from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like she was just that much more powerful than her. She was just more strategic. And she really just was able to get the shots in at the right time. And I think that probably frustrated her more than anything because it wasn't really like a, a brawl. It was just a technical dominant fight for her, you know, and I think if, if that's what she's going to lose to, she's going to have some problems when she faces Ronda, because Ronda, you know, for all the talk that she has, for everything that she does, she is pretty technical, too. She's an Olympian, you know, she's got some technical skills as well, and if it's going to take a technique type of fight to beat her, then she's got some trouble, and she's got to go back and fight this same girl again. She's got to beat her again. she got to really, you know, Win by knockout or do something. She's got to get. She's got to pass that hurdle before she makes it to UFC. Mm-hmm. So what fight? What weight is that fight going to be at between them two? I know it's going to make a difference. I mean, especially for Ronda, if she's got to if she got to drop to a lower weight, you know. Uh, when she's got to. No, no, no. It 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 was going to be a. That fight well, there was a Walter Wade fight. Okay. 145, they should both be able to make that that week. So I was just wondering about, you know, the cyborg uh, having to go down, you know, to the 130, 135 range. Well, see, they, they talk about her going down there. The doctor said if she stayed down there too long, it wouldn't be good for her health. But, uh, you know, Dana wanted cyborg to drop down and to fight uh, a few prelim fights before she got a chance to fight Ronda, which, again, would, would kind of put her in a little danger. You know, and the, the whole purpose for dropping the weight, you know, would be to right, go right. fight her. You know, and then also, you know, they're saying with Gina coming back, you know, they would give her first dibs right in, right in the door to go fight Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but like I said, that's changing. But who you better look out for is Holly Holm. Okay, Holly Holm is said to be the next. Top seed, okay, and they said uh-huh. she'll be the. And before we knew about uh, Miss Boris over here <clears throat> in the line fourteen, uh, she was going to be the one supposedly to come back and take care of Rhonda and Chris both. Now, actually, she could still be that one because Miss Boris is not, you know, over here in the league. She's not in the UFC, or she's not even in Victica. So, like I said, that kind of you know puts her out of the way. But you know. And seeing what the fight looked like, she might get smart and come over that way and try to take some things. But um, right now, you need to check out Holly Holmes. If you get a chance to check her out out there, look her up and see what she got. She's a beast. She's a beast. Very talented. Has a great uh, boxing game. Um, timing is, is just out of this world. Uh, good footwork. Good kicks. I mean, she, she, she's very well-rounded. She's very well-rounded. Ground game, she's very well-rounded. Yep, so she's right, the next thing out there. Let's take a quick break, guys. we got people ready to go in, and hopefully we'll have a guest join us here pretty soon. Let's take a quick break and come right back. How about that? All right, then. Hey, we're going to break for the pause. We tried martial arts, and we'll be right back at you. April 15th is the tax deadline. I repeat, 
April 15th is the tax deadline. If you have yet to file your income tax or business tax, there's only one company to use, NVIDIA Group LLC. The NVIDIA Group works for any person, any business, and any situation. You'll find them online at NVIDIAGroupLLC.com. That's NVIDIAGroupLLC.com. Don't let April 15th pass leaving money on the table. Use NVIDIA. 972-386-3427. 972-386-3427. Or online at NVIDIAGroupLLC.com. This is Pro Boxer Liddell, the Closer Williams. While I'm busy in the ring, NVIDIA is busy making sure my taxes are done the right way. Together, we make a knockout team. For all your tax preparation needs, there's only one team to call, NVIDIA. 972-386-3427. That's 972-386-3427. Or go online at NVIDIAGroupLLC.com and tell them the Closer sent you. Are you positive and energetic? Do you thrive in a fast-paced, demanding environment? Do you get compliments on your telephone skills? Do you enjoy selling? Proud to be named one of the top 100 places to work in Dallas-Fort Worth for the second time in the past three years, Publishing Concepts is soaring into 2014 on the wings of a record year. We're expanding so fast, doubling in size over the next three years. Only a limited number of spaces remain for our next training class. You can help make 2014 the best year in company history by bringing your telesales experience to the party. For more than 30 years, Publishing Concepts has published alumni directories for top-tier colleges, universities, and associations, including Harvard, Princeton, and Texas A&M. Our inside sales team sells our publications, both print and digital, over the phone to warm B2C prospects. You'll help connect, engage everyone, empowering our nation's colleges and universities and youth organizations to inspire dreams and transform lives. At PCI, we place a premium on the work-life balance. Yes, inside sales with a life. So if you have a track record for outstanding sales results, if you have exceptional phone skills, able to establish rapport in the first few moments, can manage a high volume of conversations, are competitive but plays well with others, have a college background, and you're coachable and a fast learner with computer savvy and also reliable and committed to working with integrity, plus can pass a criminal background check with no felony convictions, then PCI is looking for you. We're looking for highly talented professionals to join our established organization. So apply now by going to our website or emailing us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Put apply now in the title so you can be considered to work with one of the top 100 companies in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. At the present time, they're both looking for full-time and part-time opportunities, and PCI is a culture based on exceptional company values. That's people, excellence, integrity, profitability, service, change, and fun. So if you are ready to get a new career off the ground with an established organization, make sure you apply now by sending us an email at rfsportsradio at gmail.com with apply now in the title to join PCI and get your career off the ground. Hey, if you 
just popping in with us. I'm Steve Wilson, and we're Tribes Martial Arts, and we thank you for joining us. We've been going around the scope a little bit today, talking about different things happening in the MMA world out here, and we've had a variety of subjects going on. Um, we're going to get in and start talking about um, some studies we saw about fires and some injuries. I didn't, I didn't want to go into I'm sorry. Go ahead. So before we get in, before we get into that, we do have our uh, we do have a guest on the line with us, uh, none other than uh, Liddell, the closer, William Westbright, coming what? up this what? Saturday the night. What? closer here on us. <laughs> this Saturday hey, night in Dallas, Texas at Gillies. So we're gonna definitely get him on. And welcome to the show, the closer. Hey, how's it going, fellas? How you doing, man? How you doing? Oh man, I'm just, I'm just. It's a blessing to be here. <laughs> okay, okay. We, 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 tell me, tell me what's up, man. You, you getting ready for a fight? Yeah, I'm getting ready for the fight. Uh, it's just the last like, couple of days before the fight. It's uh, April 12th at Gillies. Uh, it's Dallas, April 12th at Gillies. Uh huh. At Gillies, but where's Gillies at? G- Gillies is uh, in downtown Dallas, right down the mall, mm-hmm. uh, right across the street from the police headquarters. Oh, that's, that's that's how you gonna tell us how to, you don't have an address, but we know how to move to a police station here. We can find Gillies, huh? <laughs> yeah, you, you can find a police. Everybody know where a police station. Everybody, everybody know where a police know. station is, huh? Oh, hey, y'all, you, you know what? The Dale's gonna I be fighting at the police station. I mean, Gillies across the police station. Eleven thirty-five, Lamar Street, Dallas. I'm glad to hear that you still keep some bitchy out there. You're not gonna disappoint me this time, are you? No, nah, I ain't gonna disappoint my fans, man. I, I gotta, I gotta come back and come back real strong this time. Okay, you know, you know, we, talk, we know, you know, what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm already like, I'm on, a, I'm on a pound off weight this time, and it's two days okay, before the okay. fight. Okay, well, 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 I want to clarify. I don't want nobody think you. I'm gonna clarify. I don't want nobody think that you lost or nothing like that. When I said uh, don't disappoint me, no, Liddell didn't lose any fights. Matter of fact, his, his fights he's been up on, he's won all. But the last fight he was up for, he didn't make weight. So we yeah. didn't get to get to that fight. So uh, he has a lot to put out, and uh, we we want to see him do it. So you know we definitely behind you and, and uh, hoping you get that weight down. Yeah, man, the weight is definitely down this time. So uh, you you guys don't have to worry about that. I'm, I'm coming back strong, very 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 strong. Man. I'm only like a pound off, and I still got two more. Well, I got a day, a four day before weigh-ins. Weigh-ins are Friday, but I'm only like a pound off weight. Anyway. Who are you fighting? Uh, the same guy I was supposed to go at last time. I told him I ain't going to fight nobody else until I get this guy out of the way. Because I heard he was talking oh, a lot of trash from the front. He, he made it like I was scared of him because I hey, didn't make weight. Not in your own house. Yeah, but I, I got to get him. <laughs> well, I know you'll get him. Yeah. That that I do know. Okay. Okay. Well, then I want to see that one, though, myself. So I'm going to have to make it out there to get it. Now, yeah, it's only $25. That's general admission. And uh, it's, it's it's Friday at 5 o'clock. It's going to be eight fights on the lineup. So I'm like the third. I'm, I, I just got to I'm the third fight of the night. It started at 5. It'll be over before the, the Pacquiao fight even starts. So you guys can go watch Pacquiao. Uh-huh. So we can, okay. we can watch a series of knockouts that night, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
All right, then. Well, look, uh, I guess we'll have to get back with you for sure um, after the fight so we can do a recap. Yeah. Yeah, after the fight, I'd love to come to the studio, you know, and uh, talk about it. Yeah, because I, I'm, de- I I'm, dedic- I'm dedicating this fight to all my fans, man. I think I let a lot of my fans down. I'm making wait for the last fight. So it, this this fight for everybody to just stay down and, and keep supporting me. Well, I know one thing. If I had bought a ticket and you hadn't fought, I'd have been chasing you around the city. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I got a lot of bad fans after that night, but they told me they, they'll still support me. Oh, no, we got yeah. you back because we know what you can do. We, we're we always proud of you. Yeah. No, we're always proud of you. But before we, so, uh, before, we let Liddell, before we let Liddell go, I got a quick question for Liddell. Now, we know we know what you're going to do in your fight. We know we know it's a knockout. We know it's another win. The clothes are going to do what the clothes will do. We know that. But I just want to know, do you have an opinion on the Pacquiao-Bradley fight that night? Man, me personally, I don't think nobody's going to get knocked out that fight. It's going to be a, a replica of their last fight. They're going to be scared to really just come inside and, and fight each other. And, then, you know, Pacquiao just found Jesus. So he, he don't really want to knock nobody out. No, he just want to win. Say, man. And, <laughs> so they're just going to be really scared of each other. Well, you said they scared each other. But, uh, but are they respecting Are they kind of really respecting each other because they both feel they got knockout power and if one of them slip, they're going down? No, nah, they're they not even respecting each other in the sense like that. What what they doing is what what they doing is uh they just Plus don't want to around show. Yeah, just don't, don't nobody want to get knocked out. So right. all they doing is just giving each other wow. just enough. Wow. Yeah. So we're gonna go in here and get a paycheck and walk out. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Okay. All right, Adele, okay. Well, Before we let you go, man, let everybody know how they can get in contact with you and follow you on. On the internet. Uh, on my Instagram at at uh, Liddell the Closer, and on my Facebook, I mean on uh, Twitter Liddell the Closer, and also on my website LiddellWilliams.com. All right, then. All right, we man, all got good. that. All right. All right. Good luck, man. All right. All right. Great having you, bro. All right. Bro. Yeah, I could have got was him good, That was a good, good little surprise guest uh, for the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised he popped in, but I'm always glad to hear from him. You know, he's doing, he's, he's really doing big things very seriously. You know, he, he's a great young man, and he, he's out there, you know, working hard, you know, trying to get somewhere with this game. And, um, you know, he, and he's been privileged, too, you know, to be around a lot of great fighters, you know, a lot of great trainers. And uh, he, he's definitely taking it all in. You got to make your cut. When it's time to pay, you got to pay. You know, you got you got to do that. So we're gonna have to make sure that, uh, hey, you know, Adele, make sure you make your weight so you can go ahead and, and you know do the closing that you're supposed to be out there doing right now. I know that's right. Yeah, that's all good. We're gonna be on that. But you know, talking about boxing and and back to MMA. You know, we brought a point up earlier, Rich, that you kind of dabbed on a little bit, and you were talking about some injuries that uh fighters were having, and I wasn't going to really tap into it, but um, with, with Adele getting back in fighting, and, and we always worry about, you know, him uh, in boxing injuries, and especially head hits, because in boxing, you know, they're kind of, you're going to the body to break it down, but you want that knockout, you're going to the head, you know, 
even on the UFC, you're taking a lot of head punches. A lot of times, well, you're taking punches and kicks all over the body. You're getting a multitude in there. But uh, I want to get back on that, on the subject of uh, boxers taking more hits. Boxers taking more hits than UFC fighters. Uh, and sorry, people. I think my mic went out for a minute. I think I just popped back do you, in. Do you feel like the boxers? Uh, you feel like boxing is more dangerous than MMA? Or is it about the same? Or no, I'm sorry. I, be, I beeped out for a minute. My, my mic went out. I just popped back in. I'm sorry. No, what I was saying was they're saying that the um, MMA is taking a higher risk than the boxers did uh, mm. as far as getting hit in the head. You know, and you thought they would have got more in boxing, but, you know, once you get that ground and pound, and, you know, you got a lot of guys down there, you know, one thing about the boxer, you know, probably you're getting hit with that glove, and you got a lot of cushion because his hand is wrapped, and he got that cushion of the glove, too. MMA fighter's hand might be wrapped, but, you know, his glove was pretty thin. And, you know, you ride down on a guy, and you're not only punching him, he's catching bows. So, you know, he, he's getting a lot of structure to the head there. And from that concern, it's really stretching into whether, you know, we did a segment way, way earlier about, you know, kids in martial arts, and then their concerns about them getting hurt, uh, you know, because they weren't wearing gear, and they were taking some serious hits. And with all this coming up now, you know, more about the adults, you know, uh, being in trouble, you know, as far as punches to the head and concussions and all that. You know, they're really, really worried about the kids now, you know, fighting uh, MMA. And so I look kind of forward in the future to, to seeing, you know, what they're going to say and do about that because it, it's uh, becoming to be a big issue. Yeah, any time you have to take those headshots, you know, it does. You can't slow down a career, you know, in football and basketball. Uh, that Those are the ones that are going to put you out for uh, a lifetime. But the thing about it is, is the endurance and the lifetime that you have as a, as a professional martial artist, you know, and the ones that are going to deal with your back and uh, the leg problems, the nerve damage, those type of things that can cut, cut your game so short. So, yeah, injuries is going to play a big part of that. But we probably need to start taking uh, some considerations of those type of things. And, um, I mean, although we do in, in our training, we do in, in the, uh, the the rules that's going to, you know, that we got to adjust to as far as in the competitions. But um, I'm saying as far as the chiropractic or the type of treatment that we have to go through to make sure that we're fully recovered, like the spider on the way back, he's got the leg damage, and yet he still have an opportunity to fight for a championship, you know. So does, is, it, is he coming back too early? Those are the type of things. It's, it's, there's a time to say when. When you, especially when you're dealing with older age, it injuries. Yeah, and like I say, your injuries shut you down. You know, but we're really concerned about the head hits. You know, and you know from from concussions to, you know, uh, getting uh, foggy in the head. You know, I mean, not trying to be funny because he's my idol, but think about Ali. You know, and and how he is now. You know, just from being hit. You know, that punch drunk syndrome you know, just from being hit there so much. You know, and they said a study from 206 to 212 found that fighters were hit an additional 3.5 seconds after being KO'd and in fights that ended in TKOs said the loser was hit an average more than 18 times. Okay? Wow. Yeah. 
That's big. So, I mean, and, and it, yeah, yeah, and, and, and these are all head injuries. So, you know, that's why they're real big right now, you know, trying to stop, you know, kids from MMA. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the UFC, the UFC says, you know, it takes careful measures and insures fighters, you know, to ensure fighters' safety. Uh, they teamed up with the uh, Cleveland Clinic, you know, one of the world's uh, leading medical uh, research institutes. So, you know, they're looking out for the fighters, you know, in that aspect, and, that, and that's great. That's great. Yeah, so that wow. is, you know, about 20% the average is uh, headshots and, and like that. That's, that's causing either the knockouts or the technical knockouts. And that's, um, well, you know, that's it's still kind of minor, but, I mean, we know that they're throwing some abusive shots in there uh, to that finishing of that ground game still being on the submissive side. But the head injuries, of course, you know, is causing those um, – different type of uh, concussions and, and whatnot like that. But uh, that's about 20% of uh, all fighters in, in, in that technicality and or just the, the, the total knockout, but especially from the, the UFC at this time. Well, so then you got to think about, too, all the way, especially when you're going down and you're into that ground and pound thing, uh, and the guy, you know, you both, the guy on the ground, he's squirming, and, you know, you're trying to hit down on him. And, I, and I'm saying from the up position that you're hitting down you know, on him, because you have a, a better chance on hitting down at him and hit him in, in the back of the neck if he's trying to turn his head or he's trying to bob his head from side to side. You take a chance to hit him in the side of the neck more, and if he turns anyway, you take a chance to hit him in the C2 uh, easily, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, they don't want you hitting in the back of the neck. But, you know, while you're not trying to hit in the back of the neck, you're fiercely coming down, you know, on the jaw, you know, yeah, the orbital nerves, I mean, I'm sorry, orbital nerves, orbital bones, uh you know, in all these different structures. But, I mean, that is the fight. I mean, you know, I'm not running from that. You know, that's what's going to happen when you're in there. But, you know, we're still trying to stay, you know, protected as, as best we can. So, I don't know. It's it, it's going to lead into something more, I think, because, you know, every time we come up with something research-wise, they really start getting deep with it through the commissions because, you know, look what happens with the uh, enhancement stuff, you know, the uh, with the TRT, you know, and steroids. And while, and while we talk about Thoughtwork, I meant to say that too. Not to knock her because, you know, they said, you know, she was taking, you know, enhancements at first, you know, to get through her fights. And then she came off of them and all that, and she was still fighting. Now, I meant to ask Rod if he thought by chance, you know, as we saw her slowness, do you think it had anything to do with her not being on enhancements anymore wow. and that she needed them? And it's just, well, yeah, and, and what it's just, I, from just from what question. I saw, from what I saw, I'll be honest with you, see, something was definitely different. She wasn't as fierce. She wasn't as quick. She wasn't as powerful. So I, you know, I, I don't want to assume anything. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, if you if you if you look at the question that you posed, you can easily make that assumption. I mean, you can easily say, well, you know, she's not the same person. She was very lackadaisical. She wasn't really into everything, so you could you could really make that assumption quite easily. Well, you know what I mean? I, I play devil's advocate, but I threw it out there because I figured the question may oppose itself to somebody. So yeah. uh, I, I wanted to throw it out there and, and, and just get an idea on that. I meant to say something about it earlier uh, when we were on the subject then, but we kind of bounced around and uh, yeah, I lost track of it. But um, mm-hmm. that, 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 that's going to be a question. That's going to be a question. 
So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we got about. And then we got about. We got about uh, um, ten minutes left in the program. I, I know you can make it to your next point, but save me some time because I got a big question to ask you. I've been waiting to ask you for two weeks. So okay, save, well, me, let me, let me, save me five minutes. All right, look, I'm going to put this out, and then I'm going to give you your chance to ask whatever it is you want to ask. I ain't going to say I'm going to answer it, but I'll, you can ask whatever you want to ask. All right. Well, check this out. You know, we got John Jones' fight coming up. All right? And uh, with Glover. And the only person that we've seen really get close to doing anything to John Jones Alexander Gustafson. And Gustafson says he feels that John Bones Jones is avoiding him. But but he wants Jones to win the fight. Because he wants to take the belt from Jones. And he said whatever Jones does, he got an answer for it. He said he will take the bait. I'm excuse the bait. <laughs> Jones will take the bait. <laughs> he will take the belt. And he said he's taking it home to Sweden. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about that fight, too. I mean, don't get me wrong, Glover, I think that'll be a good fight. But uh, I'm looking for John to win that. But I want to see, I mean, I'm excited about this. I want to see, just like I want to see Cyborg fight. I mean, I want to see good guys, you know, who who you see really challenge each other, push each other, you know, to get in here and make them the best they can be as fighters. And I, I think that's what the game's truly about. I think that's where we get the respect of each other from. So that's my take on that. So, okay, I'm through with that. Right. Well, my 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 question for you, um, and and the people are already talking about it on Twitter. I've been talking about it on the on the on our Twitter feed. So follow us on Twitter at Tribes oh, MA Radio. I know what you finna say. I know what you finna so, say. Go on, so bring it I, came ac- I came across this a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh huh. There's a new game. Uh, there's a UFC uh-huh. game done by EA Sports. And, of course, in the UFC video game, you can play with all the UFC fighters. But they've added a special uh, character to this game. It's getting a lot of reaction on social media. A mystery media, fighter. A, lot of reaction, a mystery fighter. And the mystery fighter is none other than uh, Mr. Bruce Lee. Lee Jones Fine himself. Yes. I want to get your opinion as a as a uh, as a seafood yourself, uh, as a practicer of the JKD arts, um, and to be in as long as you have and and train um, in in the art. How do you feel about them putting him in this UFC octagon and this ring on this game? I mean, do, do you have any opinion about that? I'm ecstatic about it, man. I'm just super crazy. Um, it's a heck of a honor to put him there. It's, uh, it's, it's the ultimate respect to me from from these guys uh, at EA Sports to put him in the game. I mean, you know, you go back anywhere and they'll tell you JKD is the original mixed martial arts. So to put him in there and let him play at his own game it's going to be pretty interesting. Now, we know he can't win all the time, you know, but for the fact of him just being there, you know, uh, 
and, and to be the mystery guy. I mean, so, you know, where are they going to put him at as a mystery guy? You know, will you climb a level to get to him, you know, uh, and will he be that ultimate mystery guy? Again, you know, at the end, that you have to prove everything to. So, uh, again, I, I'm very ecstatic about it. As a JKD guy, um, giving homage to my Seagon, and it just kind of, it, it makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm getting stuck on worship because I'm, I'm excited. It really, it, it just makes sense. It just makes so much sense to me. The dragon. is in the house. <laughs> it's definitely in the house. Yep. I don't know. It, yeah, it, so it, I, to me, it seems, to me, it just seems, I, I don't know the right words to describe it, but it, it just seems kind of, it seems too, too much of like a cheap move to put him in there. I mean, do you think it's a cheap move? Yeah, I mean, I mean because you know, it, with he just, he, I guess because I have a, a newfound respect for him, you know, and what he's done, and and, and learning stuff from you and everything, and see how you practice your art and how you take it serious, and and to have him be in this video game when he's fighting these guys that are. Uh, that are that are you know UFC that really don't. Some of them, now I can't say all, but some of them don't. You know they they not, they're not really in the martial art of the actual fight. You know they're more of a ground and pound grapplers that type of thing. So I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Seem like a you know that's, that's it just seems seem kind of like I, a key I, move. I, I like you know? it myself because. Uh, it puts it, it puts it in another realm of fighting, and where fighters can actually go to. Because you got to remember, martial arts is what you're saying. Martial arts is what you're saying. Ground and pound is only an aspect of martial arts. But when you put the dragon inside it, we might have to deal with any type. Because yeah, there's going to be a lot of martial artists out there these days who pound for pound. Yeah, they could uh, they could walk with Bruce Lee. Some of the legends, you know, the Royce Gracies or whatnot. They they might be able to handle Bruce Lee from the past. Let's say. But now at that point, we're talking about video now. And Bruce Lee, a pure martial artist, he may bring something else to the game. It may be nunchucks. It may be, you know, a whole new spectrum for martial arts to evolve to simply because of the video game. Well, I don't, I don't think they're going to make it. Wait, wait. I got I to gotta pull you back on that a little bit, Rich. I think we got too fancy with it. No, I think, I think, I think in, in realms of the UFC and keeping it so we don't get too fantasy out on it, I hope they keep it in the realms of a, of a good fight like they do now. I mean, giving them all the aspects of the punches and kicks they can do, and you be able to put that together. I don't want it to, to end up like one of these little fairy tale games like we used to play when we first started, and they had come and all these guys that, that look like fictional Bruce Lee's. You know, if we're going to put him in here now, let's put him in here and let's give him some real skills and, and pull up just like we got the football games now, the basketball games that have the, the more reality to it. Then we want to put right. that in there and make it like that and get away from the from the play aspect of it. And let's make him real up in here. But um, so as far as what he brings, I don't, I, I don't think they bring any nunchucks or anything like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see none of that in there. Before basketball and all the rest of the games we're calling real in this game, martial arts, a fantasy. Before it was any uh, just gloves of any sort, they fed you to the lion. They were called gladiators. That's true. And that's how they went. All the time. So this is not from a fantasy. This is from the evolution side of the story. Which no, but if we get up and start throwing nunchucks and stuff, man, we're going fantasy, bro. 
We go There's no nunchucks in the UFC, man. We want to get in here and make this a fight. You want to go make a, 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 a play video game out there somewhere, man. We get now. We're making a, a pure fight. They talk about my seagull ride. I'm finna get on. He's my brother, but I'm finna get it. I'm finna get it. But uh, uh he ain't gonna talk about some nunchucks. He gonna want to give him a staff and a and some and some stars and a whole bunch of stuff. He gonna he gonna have blue feet blowing. Use a blow dart or something. Man, come on. <laughs> come on, man. But, 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 but you have to let him go get the ass. You go, let him go fight. To that time let him go fight. Need. Only when it comes down to that need, if there's a particular need, and we keep on in the level of uh, developing, and we're talking martial arts here. Yeah, I believe Rich, 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 Rich want to play. Rich want to put a wizard's hat on. Rich want to put that wizard hat on and be fantasy man. <laughs> Yeah, but you but yeah. you have to ask the question though. You have to ask the question: Is he gonna? Is he gonna? How true are they gonna make? You know, now if you, I want you to play the game before you make your final opinion. Because if you see the game and you play the game yourself, and you find that he's not making any real uh, martial arts moves or JKD moves, they got him as a straight just puncher, kicker, or more of a character. No, no, honestly, honestly, I don't think it's gonna be that because you know. Honestly, in all in all in all games, we know we put somebody in the suit, and you know, and we put the sensors on them, and we have a move. So you know, who are we gonna get out there? And Donnie Yen right now would be the guy I would pick right off the bat that I could think of, you know, to to get up here and, and more and put that suit on and more and more mimic him. Um, and so in that, I think you know you're gonna get those moves, but but within there again, what are they gonna let him do? Because you're gonna do it within the realm of UFC. And so, like Rich said, I can understand. I was messing with Rich, but I can understand what he was saying at some point, as far as you know, Bruce coming up and having weapons and stuff, because that's who he was back in that era. But can we bring yeah. him here and just give him the skills? That, I mean, if you look at the games now, they're great. I mean, I mean, the guys have natural skills in there, you know, that you regularly see from punching, kicking, uh, teeps, tie kicks, what have you, elbows. Right. So right. you know, then the ground, the ground game, all that. So. I feel, you know, he'd have the same attributes. That's what JKD is. Now, the only difference in this thing is putting him in here, we realize it is a game because the only difference between us is that even though JKD is the original mixed martial art, the UFC is a show. It's a game. Uh-huh. It's a sport. But JKD ain't no sport. Okay. Mm. So then, then what I was saying so, all along about it being martial, then I was thinking on the line that it's not supposed to be a sport with limitations, but now here it is. You're fighting the dragon. How limited is he going to limit himself to? I mean, that's that's not his rule to be limited, you know. So expect expect what you need, not what the rules say. I, but but we're still talking about UFC. So we're not, we're, we're, when we talk about the UFC, we're still bringing it out of that 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 genre to me of of old school martial art where we got weapons or something. We're fighting. In this gladiator, as you talk about that, gladiators, that, we're fighting in this coliseum now with a whole different set of rules. Of the octagon. With a whole different set exactly. And that, that's what they're fighting they in. That's where they're going to be. Right. But now that's going to be different. That's going to be different. That's something to see. I'll have to uh, really get back on that with a real response, either as I or somebody who's played the game pulls out that uh, the Bruce Lee. Right. All right, that's about our time. And we thank y'all for joining us tonight. We're here every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 to the standard time. 
Hope to catch you there. Hey, we're Charles Martial Arts, and we're out of here. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com.